I want to take just a moment to remind you how important it is to think on paper. I talk about it all the time. It's so important, especially if you're someone who's easily distracted. You need a notebook with you at all times. This is where you jot down your best ideas. When you think on paper, all of that creativity flows and it, it sends that message out to the universe. It's crazy the things that you can manifest when you put your ideas, your thoughts, your dreams, your intentions on paper. Whether you're looking for a very simple to use, effective day planner or a blank notebook to capture all of your brilliant ideas and brainstorms, the place to go is pushjournal.com. We've got blank notebooks as well as incredibly easy to use day planners. Like this is the day planner I created as someone who has ADHD who needed something super simple. We've got new designs, designs that have more blank pages or our classic push journal with a health tracker as well as blank notebooks that are so cool. They're so adorable. Like it literally will tell people a little something about your personality when they see you writing in this notebook. Check them all out by going to pushjournal.com. What's up, Buttercup? What's going on? I just thought today it would be fun to take a ride and just fill you in on what my weekend was like and tell you some thoughts that I had because I was thinking about you too. And yeah, so I'm going to tell you a little bit about what I did this weekend, what was involved, how I felt about all of it, the tears, and just my hopes and dreams for you. And yeah, so thank you for listening because this is really kind of like a, a personal diary entry, if you will, probably a little bit more like a Friday episode, but it's on my heart. I need to talk to somebody, so I'm happy you're here. All right, let's do it. So right now I'm driving home from the event that we did this weekend. It was a three-day event. So we have this academy. It's called the Marketing Impact Academy. It's what I do. I teach business. I teach marketing. I teach people how to start businesses. I teach people how to create additional streams of income. I teach people how to be brand ambassadors, how to get brand deals, how to grow their social media, how to build multiple businesses, how to start a business, how to scale a business. It's what I freaking do. I know a lot of people are like, what do you do? I'm like, well, that's literally what I do. It's what I was put on this planet to do and I, I love teaching and it's not something I like constantly talk about on my Instagram stories or anything like that like the business and marketing piece because I really feel like the people who are my students they've paid for that so I give away some of that in my social but like you know people paid a premium to learn and that's what I do inside these academies and so once a year we put on a live event and this was our first one in since 2019. And okay, so I, I talked about this a little bit on Patreon on Saturday is on day one of the event, it was just weird. It was really weird. I could not put my finger on it. The energy was like a little off, almost like people looked nervous, which is really weird for us. Like even the people who like always come, you know, our, what I like to call our, our alumni, because you don't graduate from MIA, you don't finish it, it's like a resource for you. So it's not like you graduate, it's like you just, you're part of that community. And like everyone looked a little, almost stunned. And I I was like, what, what? I couldn't quite put my finger on it. And then I'm like, well, maybe I'm just projecting this. Maybe it's because we haven't done an event in so long that I just feel a little out of sorts maybe, but I've been to live events, right? So I'm like, I don't know if that's it. 
but then a couple of the speakers were like, wow, I've, I've talked for you before, or maybe I've been in your audiences before. And this is kind of a quiet crowd. This kind of a subdued crowd. Like we would break off into our dance parties and people were kind of like step touching in the aisles. And I'm like, this is kind of weird. So I mentioned that on Patreon, but then I just, and, and what I thought, cause what I mentioned in that episode was that I thought maybe it was like a zoom thing. You know what I mean? Like so many of us haven't been at a live, big in-person, put on your big girl shoes and sit next to somebody, you know what I mean? Without a mask on at a live event. We haven't done that in for a lot of us since 2019. Isn't that crazy? Because the pandemic started pretty much like, you know, what, March, I think officially of 2020. And so like a lot of people aren't doing events in January, February. So for most people, it's been since 2019 since they were, since they were like sitting elbow to elbow at people with a seminar. So, and, and what have we been doing? We've been sitting on zoom where you don't even have to have your camera on and you don't really even have to look at the speaker and you, you know, you can kind of like be playing on your phone and just kind of soaking it in the background. And I, I wondered if that had something to do with it because I noticed like when, okay, as a speaker, you get your energy from the audience. I mean, there are, obviously you have to, if, if you're not getting it from the audience and you have to just create it to give it to the audience, but it really does help. And it's so fun when the audience is like nodding, you know, like I assume like for a pastor, it's probably so fun when people are like, amen. Oh, amen. And like putting their hands up in the air and like just celebrating you. I, I would have to assume that like really just you can just feel the spirit coming through you and that must feel amazing. And that's because I think that's how it feels when you're a speaker and you have people in the audience who are like hooping and hollering and just agreeing or just nodding or sitting on the edge of their seats and like writing feverishly. And of course we had some people doing that, but fewer than normal. So I was like, okay, so what is this? And so then again, a, a few of my speakers said, yeah, it was something was a little off. And so I had a, a good conversation with one of my close friends, Natalie. And she was like, Shalene, I think it's a couple of things. Here's what it is. And so we talked about it. And then I was like, okay, we, we, oh, we can, we can change this. We can change this. And we didn't need to change it f for me or for the speakers. I mean, yeah, that would be nice. But as an attendee, if you're doing three days of lectures and learning, you want it to be pretty lit. You want it to be hype. You want to feel energy. You want to be excited. You want to feel like you want to feel everybody else's synopsis firing. Like you want that creativity. You want, you want that. You want to feel that, right? You don't want to feel like you're just sitting in a boring earth science lecture hall. No offense if you teach earth science. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So I'm like, oh, we can make these tiny tweaks and it's going to shift the energy. Day two, day three, totally different. Like the little tiny details that normally get people really comfortable are systematized. Like they're part of our plan. And I think we left some of those pieces out. And that's another piece. Another piece is that my girls, like all of my like really close friends who are also entrepreneurs, they go ham. They're loud. They're all main characters, if you know what I mean. And they dance and they're just very spirited. 
and they all, n- none of them except for Michaela were there this weekend because a lot of them had to go to this other retreat that has been in the books for a long time. And just, you know, it's how we had to plan it. And I, you know, I always appreciate when they're there and never, ever ask them, like, can you be there? But like, they're always invited. And they love it, you know, because obviously we bring in some amazing speakers. So they weren't there. There's that. And then I didn't ask my speakers to promote the event at all. So none of their people were in the audience. And it makes a big difference. You know, so like if I go speak at an event and let's just say it's Susie Smith's event and there's none of my people who know who I am in the audience, like, you know, really, I mean, there's always going to be someone's like, yeah, I think I saw her on Beachbody or yeah, yeah, I think I've listened to her podcast or I think I follow her, but they're like not my lifers. You know what I mean? And then when I come out on the stage, like the energy is different versus when I come on the stage and I've got people in the audience who are like lifers and like, you know, we connect. So that made a difference when speakers were going out on stage and the audience is meeting them for the very first time. And how are you when you're meeting someone for the very first time? You're just kind of a little more reserved. You're taking them in. You're analyzing how they dress, how they move, how they speak, their story. What do I need to know about them? Like you're getting to know them while they're speaking. So you're not like screaming and like super hype and excited the second they take the stage because hashtag trust, right? Like you got, you got to figure things out. So I think that had a lot to do with it. And then I think I mentioned this on yesterday's episode. I don't remember, but I I wanted to save my voice. So I had Darius, our MC, introducing each one of the guests. But then my girlfriend, Natalie, afterwards, she's like, you know, it makes a big difference. It's much faster for the audience to connect when you do the introduction because not only do you share their accolades, their expertise, their credibility, etc., you usually share your personal experience with them. And that is like, oh, okay. Now, like I have a certain level of trust because I trust Shalene and this is, you know, this is how her relationship is and why she selected this person. And it's just kind of different if somebody's just, you know, what do you call it? Reading a bio. And I was like, oh, that's a really good point. You know, so I was trying to save my voice, but if I'm just doing an intro and it's whatever, like three minutes of talking, I could do that, right? So I immediately changed that. I'm like, okay, on Saturday, I'm going to go back to introducing each person. And then also in the past, like the dancing isn't just because I love dancing. Like there's a lot of dancing at all of our events and it's for a very particular reason. And that very particular reason is I want people to see others who are not professional dancers, who move maybe awkwardly, who might not look like them, who might not be like super fit and trim and fitness professionals or whatever. I want people in the audience to see others just embracing who they are and being joyful and not worrying about what other people think. Cause that is a huge part of entrepreneurship in Getting people to step outside their comfort zone, you have to get people over this mind block of having to get over the fact that people, some people are not going to like you. All people are going to judge you. Some people are going to judge you and say, I like you. Some people are going to judge you and say, I don't like you, but that's just life. You got to get over it. And I also want them to see that like the people who are the most fun to watch are the people who aren't the best necessarily, but they're having the most fun. 
those are the people who get everybody else hype, who, who teach us how important it is to embrace who we are and live life and have fun, right? So that's the other reason why I do the dancing. But that has to be fostered and encouraged, and you have to create an environment where people not only feel safe, but they want to do it, right? And that takes some time, and we've done a few extra things on, usually on day one, like Friday, that helps people to get into that space sooner, and so we just have to change that the next time. So anyways, let's see. I feel like there's a few other things. Oh, oh, also I hadn't curated the playlist. I just, you know, we just picked popular songs, but dude, that's what I do. Like that's, I think, listen, in another life, I could have been a DJ. I know how to get a crowd hype. I know what songs to play. There's a tempo. There's like, there are songs that are just like made people happy. That's not what we need. Not an event like this. I I don't need like 98.7 or like whatever the like popular tunes. I know I need like go off songs, the songs that everybody knows the words to. Everybody has to jump up, you know, like jump on it, jump on it, jump on it. You know what I'm saying? Like those kinds of songs, like the songs that people are like, Oh my God, everyone knows the words. Everyone wants to dance. Doesn't matter how old you are, etc. Like those songs and they have to be carefully selected. You can't just like hit, you know, top hits or popular songs. And I'm pretty good at that. And I didn't myself select the songs for this. So on Friday, but on Saturday, actually by the middle of Friday, we had changed that. And on Saturday, music was spot on amazing that we changed the set. So the stage was like vibrant and fun and like cool and comfortable. We changed up and we just changed up the vibe and it was completely different. Then people were like, were so much more comfortable to dance so much more open and free and talkative and, and just, you know, really responding to the speakers. And so that was awesome. That made me like super happy. I forgot to tell you this about the dance party. Okay. I think all of those wedding videos really gave people came with a permission slip to let their freak flag fly. Like it was so funny. The first time I unknowingly had my feet about mm, a foot and a half apart, boom, people like diving under my legs, crawling through, like doing the whole, th- you know, like they're like, okay, Shaleen, you said crawl under the legs. That's the new move. We're going for it. I'm like, sure enough. And so everyone was like crawling under each other's legs, which is pretty funny. Cause like, is that a dance move? Not really, but it, it's pretty funny. It makes everybody scream and go crazy. Darius was there doing his backflips and there were so many women. I have to tell you this. I, my heart was going to explode with joy. Okay. There was probably Mm, 5% men, 95% females who were just hype for each other. So that in and of itself, it makes it so safe. Like I know some people are like, why is that even dancing? It's so sexual. I'm like, it's not sexual. It's called joyful. And if you see it as sexual, that's on you because this is, we celebrate with music. We celebrate with movement And to move freely like that and to just see all of these women, all ages, different dance styles, and some of whom you could tell, like, this was their love language. 
and just letting loose, going all the way off with a capital O. Like, I want you to think right now about your funnest freaking night ever with your girlfriends, like dancing your ass off and you just felt like a million bucks and you wore the right outfit, like an outfit where you didn't have to like hold things in and you just felt like a million bucks and they played all of your songs and your girls were there and you just had like the best night of your life. That's what this was. I'm telling you, that's what this was. People, I feel like the weddings that we had for the two kids told like it it gave people not just permission but they're like okay so I'm gonna shop for the right outfit I'm gonna wear stretchy pants I'm gonna wear a cute shoe but one that I can dance in I'm gonna wear an outfit that's going to stun people because if the mother or the bride can wear whatever the hell she wants and I can wear whatever the hell I want and it was just so fun I just feel like that I don't know why but I feel like all those wedding videos really helped other people isn't that weird to just realize like this you've got one life stop caring what the hell anybody else thinks because what does it matter other people's opinion doesn't matter and you don't even worry about it or think about it or give it a second thought if you're having the best time if your heart is so filled with joy you don't question yourself and that's how I feel like when people are like had anything negative which p.s there weren't many I mean they're very few because I think that is pretty rare that people have something negative to say when they can see you're so happy and having the time of your life, right? But of course, there's a few, but they they never bothered me. Like I find them kind of funny and, you know, it creates at least an opportunity to create some content because I like to point out that like, okay, yeah, everybody gets negative comments. Don't worry about it. You can't please everybody. But it's when you're so filled with joy and you're happy and you're, you're doing you, you really do not give two cents <laughs> what some stranger thinks because you're like, well, well, I don't have time. And I'm also like, huh? So I don't care. You, you just don't have time. And, and that's a cool thing. It's a great place to be. So I want to encourage you to do that. We have these crazy dance parties. So at normal seminars, we'll get back to the story in just a second because I know I just broke in to tell you about the dance party. But like, so there's the dance party that we do on Saturday night for everyone at the end of the seminar, not at the end of the day for, of Saturday. But during the seminar, about every 45 minutes, we stand up and not everybody has to dance. If you want to just watch people let their freak flag fly, you can and that's very entertaining. My only ask is that you have to make some noise. You need, at least need to clap or smile. Don't cross your arms and give dirty looks or we'll ask you to leave. But there's all, you know, probably half the room loves dancing because I think half the people do. Like these aren't like necessarily people who are professional dancers by any stretch. They just enjoy music. And so about every probably 45 minutes, we just go, hey, DJ, play a song. And then the DJ just starts pumping up that great music and people go bonkers. And the funnest people in the world are the ones who are not the professionally trained dancers. They just can't help but feel the music. Okay, please do me a favor. I'm going to post this on Monday. I'm going to post when this comes out on Monday. Go look at my Instagram stories because I'm going to do a little highlight reel of some of the most epic, crazy, living for life fun people going crazy dancing in the aisles at a business event and you're going to be like I need to go to this next time like I can't tell you how much I love doing these live events like they don't make money hang on I gotta park you could definitely hold an event 
and make it a profitable event. But typically, if you're going to do that, here's what you have to do. You have to get sponsors. You have to get corporate sponsors. The corporate sponsors put their logos all over thing. Then you have to like have, you know, corporate people there. And then they have their tables and their booths. That, that's one way. And then in addition to that, you can sell your whatever it is you offer, your swag, you can sell your courses. And I don't mean just like make them available because of course we, you know, we make our courses available, but there's a difference between that and selling your courses, right? So there's that. And you could of course sell swag. You could, you could charge more for the event. We give any of our members, we give them like a super duper discounted rate where basically it just covers our costs for them to come back for three days. So that's just a, a wash. I mean, it doesn't even cover our costs for the event, but like it, it literally just covers the cost for them to sit in the seat basically. And cause it's crazy. Like just to do, just to have Wi-Fi at this event was I think $3,000 a day just for Wi-Fi. You're like, uh, okay. Last minute. Oh, here's a 35 thousand dollar charge just because we need to use our quote contracted AV people to plug in or hang this particular thing that you're already paying your own AV company a hundred thousand dollars for like you're like uh, uh, okay and you know you, you serve like the VIPs get food and swag and it's just a lot they're just really 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 expensive to put on really expensive like more expensive than a wedding but so there's that. So there are expensive and, and most, not all the time, but a lot of most business events, if you go to one, there's a lot of people selling, like if there's an expert on the stage, a lot of times they will then offer at the end of their presentation, they will sell whatever it is that they offer, like coaching or a, another seminar or maybe an online course, etc. And I had a couple of my speakers do that only because I feel like if I don't tell the audience that they have this available to them, then I'm forcing the audience to go like, I need that. And then like track them down and find their email address and find out how much things are and find out what, like what they can do. So if it's somebody that I'm like, okay, this audience actually really needs this. Don't sell them, but explain to them what it is you do and how, what they would need to do to work with you. So we did that a couple of times, but I don't allow like a hard sale, a hard sell because I don't want to feel like a sell fest. Do you know what I mean? So they're not like, for us anyways, it's not a money maker at all, but it is a relationship maker. And so it's important to do. And with MIA, once you join, it's, it's a lifetime thing because we said that when we launched it and that was kind of the mistake I made when I launched it and we just stuck with it and we've always left it that way like so once you join you're okay you're golden you're good for life it means you get to come back to all of our live events i'm not trying to make this an app for mia i'm just like talking about like what's on my brain right now so people show up who again have been you know coming for 5 and 6 years and they just basically pay that discounted rate to have their seat and plus we also allow them to bring a guest because it i mean that's important when somebody is introducing someone else to the opportunity of like building their own business. It's nice to have someone sitting next to you who's done it. And those people a lot of times end up joining the academy because, you know, they, they're, they see, they see what's possible. Anyways, all that to be said, we do have people who, you know, just buy a ticket and come, but there's not as many of them. When, so when people say like, oh, I want to host my own event someday, I'm like, oh, that's cool. You just have to understand like what goes into it. There's so many things business-wise that people assume 
because it looks a certain way that people are making a certain amount of money. Like this is especially true of TV. Like when you see people on TV, you're like, oh, you know, they're on TV or like they're famous or, but not necessarily. It really does depend on a lot of things. And especially if they, if they don't own what it is they're doing or if they're spending so much money, like I know so many people who have these businesses that look like they are killing it because they live this ridiculous outside of their means lifestyle. They're buying purses and cars and homes and things that they really have no business buying until they have, this is my opinion and Brett's opinion, until they have the means and it's predictable and they have a certain amount set aside and they're diversified, but people don't do that. They're like, oh, I need to flex for Instagram. So here I am on this yacht. Here I am carrying this purse that costs like three times what the average person's mortgage is worth. And they've had a good month. Maybe they've even had a good year, but they don't have enough money socked away to be living that way. And then, you know, on the flip side of that, there are those people who they're like, I have this friend who is making, dude, I'm not even joking. She's making millions and but she still has this crazy scarcity mindset where the things that she will do to save a few pennies and the way she looks, she looks at money like it's all going to go away. And so she will, the things that she'll do take so much time and create such an inconvenience for herself because she thinks she's saving money and the things that she won't spend money on that she would thoroughly enjoy. And also she deserves because she has this total scarcity mindset around money. Now you can say it's being cheap or it's being frugal or it's being conservative, but again, all my opinion. Special thanks to Organifi for sponsoring this edition of The Shaleen Show. I know I've talked about my favorite Organifi products. What I love about Organifi is my diet isn't perfect, even though I you know, try to eat as healthy as possible. I try to eat unprocessed foods, but no matter how perfect you are, like you have to live your life and I don't really want to track every single nutrient. So of those things that are really important, I make sure I supplement. And frankly, I feel like I take a lot of pills and capsules for my supplements. So it's nice to have something that can just mix with water and it tastes delicious and I can improve my immune system or I can improve my brain health or I can support a deeper level of rest and sleep. And so that's why I love the Organifi products. I'll tell you the three that are my top favorites. I mix a packet of Pure and a packet of Immunity into my water a couple times a day. And sometimes in the evening, not every night, but sometimes I will have a Organifi Gold Chocolate. It is a mix. It's like a soothing blend of medicinal mushrooms. It doesn't taste like mushrooms. It really tastes like kind of an earthy hot chocolate. And it just is very calming, helps you to sleep a little deeper. Anyways, they have a whole host of 100% USDA certified organic ingredients with many of the nutrients that your diet might be missing that can improve your brain health, your immune system, and many other areas. So check them out. You get 20% off when you use code Shaleen. When you go to Organifi, I'll spell it, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com forward slash Shaleen. Again, that's 20% off when you go to Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com forward slash Shaleen. And it's a wonderful way to support the show. I think there's also 
a scarcity to that. And that's not a good thing because it means that money has power over you. And when money has power over you, it does. So if you you feel like you're always going to lose it, then that means it's got so much power over you so that if you do lose it, then you like you lose so much and you lose your power. But if money doesn't have power over you and you know you have only you have power, actually only God has power over you, but you are what is valuable. It's not the money. Then you're like, I don't have to worry about it as if it's all going to leave me because I know more is coming to me. I look at money as it's just an abundancy currency. It's just, it's, it's just one way of me measuring that what I'm doing is working. But you know, there are times when there's less money. And so less of what I'm doing is working. That's all. But it doesn't, it doesn't say anything about me personally. And I know how to be, I know how to creatively serve others and to use my purposes, plural, to help people. I've got a million ideas, creative ideas. So I'm I'm never like worried that I'm going to run out of ideas. You know what I mean? Yeah. Social media could change. Everything could change. I've, I've weathered all those storms. I've walked away from really, really big deals that people are like, wow, I cannot believe you're doing that. Like you are, you're off your rocker because you're not going to get this opportunity again. I'm like, wrong. That's not how I operate. Like I just believe that blessings continue to rain down on you unless you have the belief that they're not going to. And then they don't. But if, if you know that more opportunities coming your way, money, blessings, whatever you want to say, they do. They really, really do. How, what am I talking about? Where, where was I even going with this? Oh, okay. So the event. So I like to hold these big events because it's a way to pour back into our community. So the crowd, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about this. Like the crowd is so mixed. It is so cool. There's all races, all ages from like high schoolers to 80 year olds to, you know, little old, old white lady from Iowa to, you know, some fun black girls from Detroit. Like it's just the best crowd with the right energy. There were these two girls who had flown all the way from Poland. I mean, an 18 hour flight. And they just, they both are like super duper uber successful in their country. They're like, we're kind of famous over there. We're not kind of sure how to tell you this, but like, you know, but we want to do what you guys are doing over here. Like America's so much further ahead. I mean, there are people there who are work with EMS or people who work in mental health, people who work in governmental services, realtors, title agents, makeup artists, accountants, CPAs, people who, who, who've never had a profession, but they've survived some kind of crazy trauma or caring for a parent who has Alzheimer's. And, you know, they have all these unique experiences and they are learning, they come to learn, okay, how can I take this thing that I, I know it's a thing, but I don't know what this thing is or how to monetize it or how to market it or how to price it or how to name it, how, how to do any of those things. And everybody has a thing. Actually, everybody has probably a lot of things. I try to help them figure out which is the first thing and then the second thing. It's just fun. And when I do this event, knowing that there are people that are in all of these stages, the one thing that really gets to me is knowing that for so many of these people, the only thing that's standing in their way is themselves, is their their own limiting beliefs. Even that person who is already killing it, they're making, you know, $100,000 on YouTube, 
right? And you think, oh, wow, that person's already, they've gotten over that piece. Like they believe in themselves and and they're doing their own thing and they're having fun. They have a YouTube channel, but that person has limiting beliefs too, right? And that person who they, they've built one business and it's super successful, but now they want to do something else, but they're afraid. They're afraid to step out. They're afraid to do something different. They're afraid to, to embrace this passion that they have. They have limiting beliefs. That person who works for full time and they're like the number one employee at their whatever firm, they're the person who gets everything done, probably the MVP of the office, but they also want to do their own thing. And they kind of know what it is they want to do. They, they already have a pretty good sense of what area they want to help people. But they have this major, and this is really especially true for people who are like perfectionists. They're like, yeah, I would love to do that. But also I feel really weird and uncomfortable about thinking I could charge someone if I've never done it. I feel uncomfortable thinking that what if I do go out on my own and I fail? And I have this really high paying job. Am I being an idiot? And, you know, like, I, I'm just afraid, fear. Like, so at, at the very end of the conference, I asked people, because no matter what, anyone who's there either wants to start a business or they want to take their business to the next level. And with most people, it's not about like, I don't know what to do. It's about like, I'm afraid to find out or I'm afraid to do the research to figure out what I need to do because then I would have to do it. And if I don't succeed, then that means I failed. And if I fail, then I'm a failure, you know? So it's kind of like working through those mental blocks. So it's kind of fun. Like it's, it's kind of like a, a psychology experiment too. So we give people all of the like, you know, up-to-date current stuff that they need to know when they come to the live event. But really what I have as a through line through all of our lectures is just like talking to people about the mindset. So, I mean, as you're listening to this, you weren't there, right? But you could have been. When you just think about your own life, are there things that you're like, yeah, I probably could do that. I kind of would like to do that. But for whatever reason, I don't. So what is that thing? And why is it you don't do it? I mean, maybe not everyone has that. Some people I don't think have the desire to dream, which to me is sad. Dr. Michaela has told me if somebody doesn't have the ability, if they say, I don't have any dreams for myself, I don't have a vision for what I would like my life to look like, unless they're like so, so content, not just content, but just like overjoyed and overwhelmed with the how beautiful and amazing their life is, which can happen for some people, but it's usually that that's like, that's an important thing to feel because then you're, you know, that gratitude feeling blessed is an amazing place to be in, but it doesn't mean that you are ungrateful if you want even more. Like you're like, I, I like even to say like, I can't believe how good my life is, but I want this for my, my mom and dad, or I, I can't believe how good my life is and how well we're doing financially, but I wish we were doing better in terms of how much free time we had. Like if you cannot think about how your life could be even a little bit better, Michaela says anyways, that more often than not, that might be a sign that 
you're dealing with depression because when people are depressed, it's really, really hard for them to, to visualize a better life, to visualize like what they wish their life could look like. Cause they just don't even give themselves permission. They don't even have like the energy to give themselves permission to, to dream. So I don't know. I'm just curious, like what, what would that look like for you? Like, would you be working for yourself? Would you be not working at all? Would you be retired? How much money would you have? Don't think realistically, like magic wand. I'm just curious. And would you do me a favor? I will post up on our Facebook group in our pod squad and also do this in Patreon. I'm going to put one post up there and I want you to post underneath it so we don't have like a trillion of them, but we can see everyone's post underneath it. I'm going to call it the magic wand post. And, and I'd love for you to comment underneath it like magic wand even if it feels a little bit outside of the realm of reality, but it, like it's still within the realm of reality, but like it's a major stretch, like some kind of crazy thing would have to happen. What would your magic wand life look like that it doesn't have right now? Right? Like, so I think, I feel like my whole life is pretty much a magic wand. Like it, I'm living the magic wand vision that I had for my life like 12 years ago. Definitely, I definitely, definitely, definitely am living that. But if I had to pick some things that, I, there's definitely some areas I would like things to be better. And so I'm always working towards those because that's fun. That's what keeps us alive. That's what like gets me going. And and when I do an event like this, like, oh, it's just so amazing the people who show up and they sit in the audience and I just look at them and I, I want to hug them because it's, so often it's this person who has these incredible gifts and they've been through, not just been through, like they've healed, the scab is completely gone and now there's like a scar, which means like the skin is stronger and tougher and they're in a position to teach from that scar. You know, cause I think a lot of people like, you know, they're, they, they talk about what's going on. They try to teach from like an open wound and it's like, hmm don't know if you're ready to do that right just yet but I'm talking about the person who it's it's not only just the scar is healed like there's a keloid it's like thicker and stronger and they're in a position where they the they can look at that scar and say like why is this here why do I have the scar and why is it that I am stronger now like what am I supposed to make of this scar that I have and I personally just believe like they God did those things for you, to you, whatever you want to call it, because he believed you had what it took to get through it. And when you show up to an event like this, I think it's a little tap on the shoulder from God saying like, hey, let I, I would really like for you to do something with this to help other people. And that it's such a cool thing to do. But then we think, oh, my, but there's all these people, right? So what's so great about doing this, okay, I'm just going to talk about me for a second. <laughs> what I get so pumped up and fueled about doing in, something in person, because, you know, I'm always helping people like this online, but I don't get to see them. I don't get to see tears welling up in their eyes. I don't get to see when their shoulders round forward and their body language is telling me that they are overwhelmed and they don't think they can do it. But when I'm in person, I can see that. It's like I can see thought bubbles ab above people's heads and I feel like 
oh my gosh, I, I know what they're thinking. Maybe I don't. Maybe I'm just like projecting. But I, f- I feel like this this person can literally right now hear the voice of their dad telling them that they were never going to amount to anything. This person right now is thinking about all the... They don't realize it, but in their subconscious, they're tapping into all the times when they were abandoned by their mother and father. And the message that they kept repeating to themselves is like, I'm not worthy. Like, my parents don't love me enough. I must not be special. I must not be a good kid. I must not be, I must not be lovable. And so I, I can't do these things because, I mean, if my own parents, my own the people who gave birth to me and are supposed to love and protect me the most didn't want anything to do with me. Like, what am I thinking that stranger, I could help a stranger, that strangers would want to pay me or see me as someone who could help them? You know what I mean? And it's weird, but when I am at in person, I can feel that from people. It's just like, you know, a way of being empathetic. I'm sure you have that too. And it gets me so emotional. So when I... I'll walk through the audience and I don't know what it is. Like, I'll feel like I have to walk over here and it's not planned at all. Zero percent of the time. Like I never plan that, but I feel like I'm pulled off the stage because I'll start moving like towards a part of the room where I feel like there's somebody over here. Not like I'm a psychic or anything, but like, I just feel like there's somebody over here who I'm too far away from them when I'm up on the stage for them to understand that I'm talking to them. And then I feel this like surge of emotion, even though I'm in a room with like, you know, 500 or a thousand people and it gets me emotional because then I start feeling, and I tried to explain this on stage because so for the last like 20 minutes of this three day conference, I'm, I'm crying (laughs) and I do this every single time. And I, every time I'm like, I'm not like, Let's tell me some jokes backstage. Let's talk about going to Cancun. Like, let's have a good time so that I don't get emotional. Because I'm always like, maybe I was just tired and that's why I cried. That's why I thought like on previous events, like I'm just probably just brain dead or something. And like, you know how you can cry so easily when you're tired? I'm not tired at all. And I wasn't tired at all today. But sure enough, I start thinking about those individuals who I know are not just perfectly positioned, they're better positioned than other people who are doing it right now and helping other people. And some of those people are like total phonies. And I'm like, you, you, the person that's sitting there with fear, like you have been perfectly positioned to do this and God wants you to do this and you are enough. And it makes me start to feel emotional because I start feeling like I want to defend them against the person who made them feel this way. Because it usually is a person or a couple of people. And it usually is like, you know, earlier experiences in life. Sometimes it's early childhood experiences. But like, it, I, I feel this like deep sense of protection and I get angry. Like, it's like when someone who you love, I don't know if you've ever had this happen, like a, like a close friend or someone who you really deeply, dearly love confides in you something that happened to them as a child. I don't know how you feel. But when I hear something like that, it, I get emotional and I want to go back in time and destroy the perpetrator. Destroy. I want to put on boxing gloves and, excuse my French, beat the shit out of somebody who would do or say or be that way to a child or to abandon a child. Like it makes me so angry and defensive. And partly 
because, you know, of my own parent privilege, right? Like it's said this many times, like I have the ultimate advantage in that I had parents who did not do that. They did the opposite. And that's a total, is that a, did I make that word up? I'm not trying to be like, oh, did I make, did I, did I invent the internet? But is that a term that I got from somebody else? You'll have to tell me parent privilege, but it is, it's a thing. Like it's 1000% a thing. I can't think of anything that gives you a greater privilege, not than having rich parents. I'm sure that has its own privileges, but there's plenty of rich people who have done a number on their kids. We all know that, right? So I don't think that money automatically means like that's a privilege as a child. There are some privileges that come with it, but like the ultimate privilege is having healthy, loving, present, supportive, mentally healthy parents and that stay intact. And I'm sorry, I, I, it's just, it's just a luck thing. I'm not saying that like people who's are a product of a divorce are, you know, not privileged or don't have the same, what the, we all have the same opportunities, but let, let's face it. You have to be far more resilient when you have traumatic things to overcome as a child. And so in the last couple of minutes or last like 20 minutes of whenever I do this event live, I get really emotional because I see all the children sitting in the seats and then I can't hold it together. I, I look in people's eyes and I, I see like this hurt child and I think we have to change this because you're allowing that person to hold your greatness hostage and yeah, it does number on me. So I ball my eyes out and I do it every time <laughs> and I try to do my own. So I have this little trick that if I do math in my head, when I start crying, I can usually pull myself out of it <clears throat> and I can stop crying. But if I have to continue on speaking and I want it to be from the heart, then I have to think about who it is I'm feeling for. And then I start crying again. So it's just a blubbering mess at the end. I always am like that. But you know what? It is what it is. And I, I'm not ashamed of it because tears are energy. And I, I want people to know that I have energy for them. I want them to, to feel that I'm rooting for them because sometimes no one has been, no one has told you that they're rooting for you, even though they are. And, and so it's, tears are fine. Like tears are just energy. It's just like anything. You don't need to be ashamed of them. You don't need to hide them. They are just energy. And if you hold that stuff inside, energy has to come out somewhere. So it's either going to come out, you know, if you stuff it down, then it's, it's going to show up in inflammation or weight gain or aches and pains like the bot, like, like they say, the body keeps the score. And so you got to let that stuff come out. But I just wanted to say like, First of all, I'm really excited that my voice, I did not lose my voice. I did all of my exercises. It's a little bit strained. I don't know if you can tell. It's like a little bit raspy, but not bad. I got great sleep. We had great speakers. They did all the heavy lifting. My team, oh my gosh. Okay, so the team is so dialed in because we have systems and that's one of the things that I teach you. If, if you want to be a less stressed parent, if you want to be a less stressed employee, if you want to be a less stressed business owner, anything. Stress comes when we're trying to keep track of things in our head and we have things to do on top of that. Am I right or am I right? That's what brings us stress. 
when we have a lot to think about or a lot to figure out, right? That's what, that's what stress is. That's it. That's what stress is. So when you're like, oh, but my money situation is stressing me out. Yeah, because you have a lot to think about and a lot to figure out. When you're making a recipe, like let's say you're making a cake. Doesn't that sound good right now? And you leave out just one ingredient. Like let's say you forget the eggs. What happens to the cake? The cake flops. Like there's certain things. If you want predictable success, you've got to make sure all the ingredients are included. And that is especially true when it comes to making a social media post that actually gets engagement, that helps you to attract new followers. But when you're just about to post, sometimes it's like hard to remember all of those things. I use a checklist and this is the same checklist that I give to all of my Instagram students and I want to give it to you for free. So you can download it right now. Just go to instaclubhub.com forward slash checklist. Now here's a bonus tip. Once you get this checklist, save it to your phone, like save it to your notes. That way you're going to get in the habit of checking it just before you post each time and you should see a nice little improvement in your Instagram engagement and growth. Again, you can grab that by going to instaclubhub.com forward slash checklist. And as always, all links can also be found in our show notes. You don't have to remember it. In fact, you can click on it right now and the episode will continue to play. Yeah, I'm stressed right now because my teenager is going through like this major hormonal, horrible time right now. And it's really got me stressed. Yeah, because you have a lot to think about and you have a lot you're trying to figure out. That's what stress is. So if you want to have less stress in your life, no matter who you are, what you do, then you need to have less to think about. You're like, that's funny, Shaleen. How how do I do that? I'll tell you how. By creating more systems, systems for the dumbest things that you think, I don't need a system for that because I just do it. For example, podcasting. Like I have a system in place. I have a system of recording these episodes and then they get uploaded to a Dropbox folder. That Dropbox folder sends a ping to my podcast manager, Kristen, and to our editor, Paul, in the Philippines. I don't have to do anything beyond that. Then Kristen listens to it. She writes a show description and a title. Sometimes I give her a title or I I title it when I upload the file. My podcast editor, he listens to it and he has a system in place. And the system isn't just like, okay, I hope this person remembers what they have to do. They have a checklist. Kristen goes through a complete checklist. Okay, have the show notes been added? Have below the show notes, is there all the different ways that people can reach out to Shalene or connect with us? Okay, then next, like she has a checklist of every single thing that she does with the episode once it's done, right? And so does Paul. That's a system. Because of that system, once I'm done recording it, I don't have to think about it again. So that means I have less to worry about, less to stress about. That means, you know, there's life. I have to think about life and there's family things I need to figure out and think about. And I don't have to to have the extra added burden of going like, oh yeah, I can't forget to tell Kristen to, you know, add my Instagram handle or to add the phone number if you wanted to text me. Like, I have to do any of those things because there's a system. And this is true of everything. So the things that you do every day that you're like, I do this every day. I don't need a list. I don't need a checklist. But if I were to miss a step, it would really be a nightmare. Then you need to systematize that, whether that's via checklist or a workflow and make that 
so much easier for yourself by creating a system. And systems are those things that we repeat over and over and over like a recipe. And you think that you have it memorized. You think that it's become a habit. But again, if you can create a workflow for it or a checklist for it, or just even to establish a system so that like when it goes perfectly, this is what happens. Here's another example. Like let's say you, every morning you've got to get the kids ready for school and then you like to go to your workout and then you come home and you shower and then you start your day, whether that's at work or on work, whatever. Okay. And you're like, when it goes perfectly is when this, 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 and this happens. And let's just say hypothetically, when it goes perfectly, I have all the kids stuff laid out and it's by the front door. I have my workout outfit picked out and it's laying in the bathroom on the counter. I've already started the coffee and it's on a program. So it starts brewing first thing in the morning. I've already found all the things that I need to take to the gym and they're at the front door. I've also laid out my clothes that I'm going to wear like when I come back and take a shower. And I also know what it is I'm going to listen to in the car, which is a Shaleen show episode. And like, so that makes for a perfect day. Okay. And you, you know that. So you think I don't have to write that down. I don't need to, I don't need to like create a system, but like, yeah, sometimes if I do all of that, it's a perfect day. And on the days where I'm like, Oh shoot, I got to get all the kids stuff ready this morning. I have to pick out my outfit this morning. I have to find everything that I need to take to go to the office. I have to find that this morning. And when that happens, I did all the same things, but kind of in a different order and at a different time. And it wasn't a great day. Still success, but not a great day. Okay, create a system. So create rules, create times, places, and a checklist. And then you stop thinking about those things. Think about how much easier it is for you to sleep. You don't even realize this, but it's in your subconscious. The things that you're subconsciously hoping that you don't forget the next morning because you know they have to be done the next morning if you have a system that does them the night before. I just can't say enough positive things about having a system because there aren't really that many ways for us to reduce stress. Don't you hear that all the time? People are like, yeah, if you want to reduce your blood pressure, you have to reduce stress. You want to drop your cortisol, you want to lose some weight. You should really focus on reducing your stress. And I don't know about you, but most people, when they hear that, they're like, How? How am I supposed to reduce my, like, what, take a bubble bath? No, that's more stressful because I ain't got time. <laughs> it, and there are weeks where I literally think to myself, oh, I, I need to reduce my stress. I should go get a massage. And I'm like, but getting a massage sounds, it's going to make me even more stressed because then I'm going to be further behind. So I encourage you the next time you re- hear someone say, you need to reduce your stress. Or if right now you know your life is very stressful, you need more systems. And, and I also know that there are times when, because life, there's more stressful things happening in our personal life that we can't control. But what I can control is creating more systems in my daily life and in my work routines so that I have less I have to think about and worry about. And if you are an entrepreneur, I know this show isn't necessarily for entrepreneurs, but if you are a, an entrepreneur, one of the best things you can do is get a team because your team will definitely help you create systems and give you less that you have to worry about. You know what I'm saying?
So yes, it was a, a tremendously successful, happy, rewarding event. I had the best time. The best people were there. Even though we had more no-shows than ever before, ever in our history. Kind of crazy. People were like paid for their tickets and didn't show. So I don't know if that was like, I don't, I don't know. It was kind of interesting. I think a lot of people are still leery about traveling. I think gas is insane. So a lot of people are like, geez, you know, I was planning on going, but gosh, I was going to drive a hundred miles round trip. And can I really afford, like, is this what I should be spending my money on? You know, but listen, if you were meant to be there, you were there. There are no mistakes. And I look forward to doing it again. Again, you know, obviously if you, if you want to know about what the Marketing Impact Academy is about, or, or maybe if you just want to like learn more about creating a side hustle, I would tell you to hit the link in our show notes or just go to shaleen.com forward slash MIA and just add your email address there. And then that what that will do when you put your email address there is it'll put you on my email list for like free webinars and when I do like these live trainings and they're free and it'll also tell you obviously when we open up registration again it's just a way to be in the know and I do a ton of like you know I I know that some people just aren't ready yet they need to learn more they're in research mode so I I do a lot of free trainings where you can jump on and I'll do like workshop style and people can ask questions and I give you tons of ideas and kind of break it down so it's not so overwhelming so if that's you're, you're like yeah I'd kind of like to learn how to do something on my own. Join that list. I promise we won't spam the heck out of you. And you can always, if you're like, I don't want to do this anymore, then just unsubscribe. But in the meantime, I just want to say thank you if you were there. I had the best time on our Saturday night dance party. It was kind of like a Johnson wedding. There's a lot of crawling between legs. There was a lot of hip thrusting. There's a lot of great songs. If you saw my Instagram stories on Saturday, Sunday, and probably I'll post them on Monday too. You'll know what I'm talking about. Hey, I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, just do me a favor and double check and make sure that you're subscribed or following if you're actually someone who listens on the Apple podcast. And if you've got just like 30 seconds, it would really mean the world to me if you were able to leave a five-star review and tell me specifically what it is you liked about this episode. My show is released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I do also have a business podcast that comes out on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I host that with my son, Brock. It's called Build Your Tribe. You should check it out. There's always a link in the show notes. I'm sure you know this, but on Fridays, my episodes are very casual. It's very personal. It's usually stuff with myself and my husband. If you love that kind of stuff, I want to invite you to check out my Patreon. It's all of the Shaleen Show episodes ad-free. In addition to that, for just $5 a month, you get extra episodes. And this is this is the stuff that's like kind of too personal to put on the Shaleen Show. It, it's all personal stuff. There's like no like personal development. It's just real, raw, what's going on in our lives, stuff we can't talk about on the show. However, if you are easily offended, Patreon is not for you. That's not the place to be, all right? You can learn more about it by going to patreon.com forward slash The Shaleen Show. Any of the links that I referenced in this episode will show up in the show notes, which are just below the episode. To learn more about the services that I offer and to take advantage of some of the free resources, I invite you to check out my website, which can be found at shaleen.com. 